close your eyes and make a wish. It's a saying usually uttered at birthdays when a cake comes out covered in burning candles, maybe at the edge of a wishing well or as a kid when you found a dandelion and would blow all the little bits into the wind. Nicole Helprin's big wish was for a place she could call home. When I was a kid, uh, I moved 12 times before I went to college. I was so jealous of people who could grow up in the same space. Now, as an adult, she's put down serious roots in the form of a tree that's become a citywide symbol. I'm Dula Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to Portland, Oregon, to visit a tree that, instead of leaves, holds thousands upon thousands of hopes and dreams. And we talk with Nicole, whose idea inspired an entire city to write them down. More after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites— along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Nicole lived all over Southern California, traveling from West L.A. to Long Beach to Cerritos. Attending college in Berkeley, California, gave her a few years of staying put, It wasn't until later that her childhood wish came true. And I came to Portland for a weekend for a wedding, and I just fell in love and decided that I was going to live here. And um, shortly after, I moved here kind of on a whim. That was in 2001. Nicole bought a house, got married, became a mom. She got a dog and planted a garden in the front yard, which was already home to a large chestnut tree. It was a really strong and sturdy tree with a trunk that you couldn't quite wrap your arms around and dozens of leafy branches sprouting from all angles. For about a decade, that is how the tree remained. Until 2013, when Nicole decided to do a little project with her kids. I had seen a woman, this beautiful writer and blogger, I had seen her do a post one day that she and a friend decided instead of going for a walk, they were going to build a wish tree. A wish tree. Wishing trees have a long tradition in cultures all around the world. 
There are wishing trees in Scotland, where people used to hammer coins into the tree to make their wish. There are wishing trees in Japan, where people would tie colorful pieces of paper to bamboo trees. Well, the exact process varied across cultures. The common thread of wish-making at the base of a tree remained the same. In the case of Nicole's tree, her materials of choice were office supplies. One day, I was bored with my kids, or maybe my kids, um, who were five and seven at the time, were telling me that they were bored. And I was like, I have all of those things in my house. And we have these huge chestnut trees in front of our house. And we decided to make a sign, put some sandwich bags and tags out, and we each made a wish, and we left town like we were going somewhere. When they returned, the tree was covered with wishes. And the wishing tree of Portland was born. It's been 10 years since then, and the tree's taken on a life of its own. The city of Portland has officially designated it as a thing to do. Nicole never thought it would catch on the way it has, but she's delighted to know that it's had an impact. It's been fun to see. It really doesn't require a whole bunch from me other than to keep the tags supplied, which I'm sometimes not great at. But other than that, it's not a whole lot of maintenance. It's just, I feel like it's an offering um, to the community. The community has certainly taken advantage. The tree is covered branch to root in colorfully written notes. Over the years, certain wishes have stuck out to Nicole, spanning from vulnerable love confessions to wishing for an exotic pet. Unicorn. It's very popular, uh, very popular one. But also just people want a dog or they want a cat. Sometimes they're like today, someone said, I want a black cat named Samuel. A lot about falling in love um, and hoping to find someone that they love and that they feel loved by. Today, there was a message of just wishing for stability in their marriage. Um, so sometimes it's just wanting to keep the love they have, but wanting to improve it. I love just the ones from little kids, um, just how simple so many of them are. But like with many things left open to the public, there have been a couple of people who take their wishes a little too far. We don't edit. Uh, it's free speech, but um, occasionally you get an X-rated, someone wants some specific sexual something, or someone wants murder. Um, so... We did. Those are the only ones that I'm like, okay, that one's going to come down. But, uh, but other than that, it's all good. We don't filter. And sometimes there are wishes that are just heartbreakingly simple. It's a really emotional experience to see what other people wish for. I went to the wishing tree um, this morning, and I don't go all the time because it does take, it takes something out of you. I mean, I saw someone wished to have food. And that, you know, feels like a kick to my stomach. I could tell it was a kid. So that was really um, hard to see someone wish for that. I think other people wish for really basic things, um, whether it's health or, you know, someone wished for good grades or um, to see family members more often or just to like themselves more is another wish. I think one, it can make you feel really grateful for what you do have. Um, it can really make you more empathetic and compassion for things that you have, but other people clearly don't.
outside of general upkeep, Nicole tends to keep her distance from the wishing tree, as much as she can considering it's in her front yard. When it rains or the wishes get too old and start to disintegrate, she removes them and uses them as compost. For wishes that are still readable, she keeps them in a plastic bag. She finds it too hard to just throw them away. She also keeps a stock of markers and tags at the ready so people can add more wishes. I almost think of it like a wishing well where people can throw pennies in and create dreams. And I don't need to be down there like, what, did, what was that one for? What was that one for? I don't need to be judging or filtering or even witnessing sometimes people's deepest, um, deepest wishes. The act of wishing has always been part of Nicole's life. And from her perspective, the real magic comes about from being honest with yourself about what you want. Like there's an act of, I think, being intentional or allowing yourself to be intentional about something that you want, whether you think you can have it or not. I think whenever we can take space to think about what we want, more of in our lives and to put that out there, we're just more likely to recognize it when we see it and to know that that's something that we should go for. Other versions of the wishing tree have taken root in other cities across the country. But Portland seems to have a certain spirit that's allowed Nicole's tree to endure for over a decade. I think any any city that's open um, to just a little unusual, um, that's kind of not judgmental. I think people are probably more free to wish and not fear of being judged. One of the things I like about Portland, it's like anything goes. Like you can dress any way you want. You can, it's like there's just no rules um, in terms of what's right or what's better. And so I do think there's kind of the freeness to that of the city. The Wishing Tree in Portland, Oregon, is right near Irving Park in northeast Portland. All the supplies are provided, so you just need to show up with a wish. This episode was produced by Gabby Gladney. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes... Doug Baldinger. Chris Naka. Camille Stanley. Manolo Morales. Baudelaire. Johanna Mayer. Amanda McGowan. Our technical director is... Casey Holford. And this episode was sound designed by... Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. 
Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I will call them ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs. We hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen. Listen.